Hit me, baby. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip hop heads discuss hip hop topics. On today's show, we'll first dive into the outing with hip hop artist Isaiah Rashad and the hip hop community's overall support and response. Then we'll dive into the Ringers list for what they believe to be the best 40 J Dilla beats. We'll peruse through the list, discuss omissions, and share what songs we feel belong on that list. Then the crew will review episodes one and two of the recent Kanye West documentary, Genius, premiered on Netflix, and discuss if we like the documentary, what we like, what we dislike, our major takeaways, and what we hope to see in episode three. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting In My Lifetime, Value One by Jay-Z, against When Disaster Strikes by Buster Rhymes and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. Then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. going on my brother pretty good man pretty good tired tired but good and a, and a quite a busy day and still got a, another busy week ahead of me man but what's good with you though I'm, I'm, got to go to chicago see see my people see my friends came back home straight to work <laughs> <laughs> Fun's over, nigga. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, how how was the flight though? Everything was was nice and easy. Yeah, the flight. The flight was nice and easy. Funny enough, I had saw somebody that I've known for years. They're a manager at the at the airport. Oh, and snap. they put me at the uh, front of the plane. I had I had all the leg space I needed. Oh, nice. I know that that, that that comes in handy for you tall niggas. <laughs> Man, if only if only you knew. To stretch out, <laughs> Rick James style. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. <clears throat> How the family doing? Oh, they good. Everybody's good. Man, that's Back good. home into the regular routine. That's good. That's good. Your your are your brothers your your brothers are still here, right? Yeah, they they still everybody okay. basically my whole family is still there. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. All righty then. Yeah, man, we gonna go ahead. We gonna dive right into the show today, man. We have a nice little week off uh, break. Yeah, I really needed it. <laughs> kind of helped me focus on some other things, but um. We are back, man. We are gonna dive right into our news nuggets, man. Um, this this happened and really didn't make that big of a splash in a news cycle, maybe because it was just so much other stuff going on. But I wanted to say rest in peace to the um, to the uh, uh, singer and songwriter Betty Davis. Um, she passed away, I think, like February 9th. And 
and it barely made a blip on the news but um she was a she was a funk singer from the 70s um she had about three albums that she dropped. She was the one-time wife of. Uh, now I don't know if she was even a wife, but I know they dated. Uh, she was. She was her and uh, the jazz legend Miles Davis were actually a couple at one point. She had played with uh, Sly Stone, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Lou Courtney. You know, she was just. She was just uh, almost like the funk version of of Lauren Hill, man. It's like she wasn't out for a very long time, but you know what what little bit of material she did release was like pretty good. But uh she's been, you know, her music's been sampled by a variety of, you know, hip hop producers and stuff. So I just want to say rest in peace to Betty Davis. But uh in other news, did you hear about this I guess outing of Isaiah Rashad. This was this is another thing that kind of missed me. I caught on to it a week late. Um, I guess I don't know who who the, the the culprit was, but he was outed with some revenge porn. And I guess it's a video of him and two dudes getting it on or whatever. And um, yeah, did you did you hear about this? Um, I didn't know it was two dudes, but here I caught wind of. Something like that. Okay. Okay. I almost wish I did, but yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, the, the the overall response from his fans and from the hip hop community has been over overwhelmingly supportive. You know, a lot of people are just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, we don't really care as long as the music's good. You know, which is the kind of the the thing, the side I'm on. You know, I, people were like, you know, but did you see it? Like, nah, I don't need to see it. Like, you know, even if he if he was getting on with two girls, I wouldn't need to see it. It's like, to me, revenge porn is so invasive and such a violation. You know, somebody's privacy is just, yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to, you know, participate in that. You know, it's just, uh, it's not cool. It's just not cool. You know, but um, what what are your thoughts? To be honest, I've always felt like that asking that question is weird, especially when like a if a guy was to ask a guy that question, it's like, huh? <laughs> you know, did I see that? No, why would I want to see Isaiah Rashad? Uh, why would I want to see that? But I, I mean, as far as what you were saying, I think the world is at a place now where a lot of people are ambiguous anyway. So, mm-hmm. like. It's more like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's more like a confirmation to what you might have been suspecting anyway. So even though I don't think Isaiah Shot even came off with that vibe, but you know, sometimes it's just like, if I get to be like, if Tyler, the creator, had one of those, those situations, you'd be like, <laughs> well, I was kind of suspecting it anyway. It's not even a big deal. Right, yeah, you'd have been like, okay, yeah, we, he he kind of he kind of clued us in, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, but no, I wouldn't want to see that video. So, I yeah. mean, you know, to each his own, I guess. But yeah, I, I just think that I, I think that um, you know, when it when it when it comes, it's it's just interesting, like how far hip hop has had to come. You know what I mean to to get to the point where now it's like. 
Like, had the same thing happened 20 years ago, I don't think, I, I think that it, this would have, like, cratered his career. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think we've, I think the culture has kind of progressed to a point where that's no longer a big deal. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, like the rock community, you know, now, <laughs> You had Freddie Mercury, you had Elton John, you had, you know, others. Uh, uh, what's the other guy from the uh, 80s? Um, uh, George Michael. Queen. Yeah, 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 right. We had Freddie Mercury from Queen, you know, and it was it was kind of like of an open secret then, but people just didn't care because the music was so good. And I think, you know, hip hop has kind of progressed to that point where you know, you know, let's just let the music speak for itself. You know, I really don't care. You know, I, I love Freddie Mercury and Elton John. You know what I mean? So, hey, it's 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 whatever, man. It's whatever. I mean, you got a couple of corners of the internet of some old heads in the hip hop community, kind of. Oh, see, he 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 was wrong with the culture. It's like, nah, there's there's a lot of things wrong with the culture, but he he ain't he ain't really Isaiah Rashad ain't one of them. You know what I mean, and I kind of, kind of almost got to get get a man props for not n- little Nas Exodus, you know, and um, even though, <laughs> even though I don't know if you heard, little Nas X is straight now, you know, so man, who, know, who, who knows if that was even sincere, you know what I mean? Man, look, <laughs> some people, there's a different type of human being on this planet now. You got kids that grew up with the meaningful parts of their lives with social media. Um, there's this, per- there's this, like the whole, the whole phrase of troll is a thing now because that's what some people actually do. They get on, they get on Instagram or social media to troll. That's the whole purpose. So, like, we know Lil Nas X is one big troll. So, who knows what this guy's doing? He- probably doing it all but he's using it to manipulate his popularity right right yo what's going on that's either jamil or jason always be my sunshine <laughs> my, my bad i was on mute <laughs> what's going what's on that? jamil what's that what's up jamil what up man we, we was just uh getting into this isaiah that isaiah rashad story where, where where'd you stand on it jamil hated it um i think it's kind of kind of messed up that it happened how it happened but i I mean and i don't even know the the full story on how you know this the situation got leaked but uh man you put yourself in them situations and things can happen but um I'm, i'm with you you know he didn't he didn't um Lil Nas X the situation which I appreciate uh, look you, you whatever you got going on is what you got going on if the music is hot I'll listen mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's now you start you start flying flags and whatnot you know that's that may become something different right because now you're uh, making yourself a pillar or a representative of something that I don't necessarily uh, follow right i'm not waving the same flag so if that you know if that becomes the case you're a spokesperson um i don't know if that's the same thing that we're talking about you know no i i i don't think he's at that point yet i mean clear clearly this is something that he 
didn't feel the need to share, you know, right. at this point in his career, which is, you know, totally his business, you know. Um, and, you know, it, it, it kind of uh, it, it is I, I, I shouldn't even say this, but it, it is eye opening as far as like how you should not just assume certain things about people's sexuality, you know, because he, you know, him, Isaiah Rashad, Lil Nas X, clearly they're on different wavelengths and uh you know degrees of their you know of expressing themselves and you know with what they identify as but you know i got a homeboy who you know i grew up with and you know he's he's a gay dude but you know talking to him hanging out with him you would never know because he's you know he, he's not he's not flamboyant in any way like uh, or none of that and shit he he can fight, you know. He'll give you that business too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I imagine that's like, a situation where he probably had to. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You you right, Jamil, because you, you know his stepdad or whatever is is that's a whole another story. But um, you know, yeah, and you know he ain't never, you know, he ain't never came at me no kind of way. So it's like it's. You know, it's whatever. You know, I I just hope Isaiah Rashad he's in a good space mentally because I think you had uh, told me about this Jamil. Like I think in the past he's dealt with depression and and, and you know suicidal tendencies and stuff. So you know, yeah, I'm a, I was a little worried about that aspect of it. Like I'm I'm glad that he didn't you know choose to skydive no shoot because who knows what that does to a person. Like you said, this is obviously something he didn't want to share with the world, and it really ain't none of our business, quite frankly. So for exactly. it to 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 come out like that, no pun intended, it's that could be traumatic to a person who's already you know expressed some some uh, difficulties with mental health. So this could, this could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, which is probably why why the response you know from the hip hop community and from his fans has been you know so supportive so you know i i i just hope you know whatever he's got going on he's he's kind of able to push through it but yeah out in people like that with revenge porn that's yeah that's that's never cool you know it's just that's just oh, not that cool. what it was yeah oh wow yeah so you know it ain't it ain't that ain't cool when straight people do it you know what i mean it's just Nah, that's why I can't rock with Superhead to this day. Like, <laughs> but seriously, that I mean, yeah. that's, that's essentially what it is. And she, she has kind of made a lane now. I imagine that this would be inevitable, but that that is a career arc for people. Yeah, like, there's people out here. You know, that's 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 how they that's how they make their bread. Is yeah, it's a number of women out there. Um, yeah. Apparently, dudes too. <laughs> this happened. Yeah, licking each other. Yeah, the, the the hustle is real, man. The hustle is real. Yeah, you know. So, you know. Yeah, I, I just wish him the best. And but overall, I hope he just keeps giving us dope hip hop. You know, <laughs> that's that's where I stand with it. But um, moving right along man this this is as of the time of this recording it is still february which you know in certain corners of the hip-hop community uh february is dilla month uh and you know there are a lot of articles and and, and blogs and 
playlist that we see pop up to honor uh, the late great producer uh, Jay Dilla since he passed away in the month of February. And <clears throat> the latest one that I've seen, I wanted to discuss with the group, TheRinger.com, which, you know, it's, it's for the most part a, a sports-related, NBA-related uh, media outlet and website. Uh, they also do podcasts. You know, for, for the most part, pretty, pretty, uh, how, how can I put it, uh, well in step. White. You said what? <laughs> yeah, they, they are white. They are white. Um, uh, but for the most part, they're pretty well in step with what's what's going on with the pulse of the hip-hop community um i don't know who's at the helm of the ringer right now but i do know you know it's it's creators were you know of of the caucasian variety but they got some good writers they got some good writers they they got a very diverse you know writing staff and they put together a list of the 40 best jay Dilla songs of all time and they ranked them so this is the order of it in which they they, they put it in. Now, it, it, I, we're going to get into this list. <laughs> yes, and, indeed. And it was it was put together by Justin Sales and Paul Thompson. Now I looked up Justin Sales, and he is a guest to the culture. Mm-hmm. He's just he looks like he's just passing through. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, but I face. I, I couldn't find any pictures of Paul Thompson, unfortunately. So I, I don't know. He could be a brother, but I don't know. So I, I take this very seriously, man. I am a Dilla stan. Uh, so, you know, put y'all got to put some respect on his name. So let's see. Let's get into it. You know saying you will find a wide ranging, loving look at Dilla's work. Hopefully you'll get a chance to revisit some old favorites and maybe discover some new ones. And maybe this look at the past will inspire you to shape a new future. OK, um, we're not going to go through every single song, but we're going to try to hit them pretty quickly. Do you, Number do, you, do you happen to have like the snippets of it by any chance? Man, I don't. I don't. I um. Oh, but you had you know that Troy on deck, though, didn't you? You know what? I can. No, hold on. Give me a sec. What's what's going on, Greg? Oh wow, Greg, yeah, we, what's good, man? Yeah, we talking. What's going on? Talking, we also talking Kanye tonight too. So you know, Greg, Greg had, had to drop uh, in. Fair, fair point. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> I was requested to to stop by. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. So I can pull these up. Uh, yeah. I can't pull these up on my phone if, if y'all need some references. But anyway, um, number 40, Whip You With A Strap by Ghostface Killer. Does it? I, I, let me, I, I'll put it out there and y'all tell me if y'all feel it belongs on a top 40 Dilla list. Whip You With A Strap. No. Really? I like it, especially once Ghost got a hold of it, but nah. I got a couple I, that, I, that I will put on the list uh, above those. I rock with it I, more with the ghost face version and then and then the actual instrumental that was on donuts but it's it's very it's at the very end of the list at 40 so you know i guess i guess that's a take it or leave it um you can't touch the torch buster rhymes featuring q-tip i don't need i can't even place this one i had to go back and listen to it i've heard that before as the instrumental i i don't really remember listening to it too much as the song it was on that um uh, the the Big Bang. Oh, was it? Okay. Me. 
it's gonna be hard for me to to play something like that because uh when you say I'm, I'm not gonna necessarily know the beat by yeah. the name but yeah, um I, I just love dilla period um right. but i didn't you know how you don't you don't i didn't feel him like add into a dilla beat gotcha gotcha okay um next up we got history with most deaf and to live quality that definitely belongs on this I'm gonna go no on history, man. Like I like what mm. I like. I like what Quali did with it. <clears throat> what Mosin Quali did with it, but it's not a great representation of Dilla Sound to me. I agree because I actually thought that, it was that beat forever. That's true. Yeah, and it was a really old beat. Yeah, because that beat had been floating around. Um, thirty-seven House of Flying Daggers. Uh, Raekwon, Inspector Deck, Method Man, and Ghostface. That's that's all right. It. I, I gotta admit, I, I really like that beat, man. I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, yeah, on this one. I think this might have been a take it or leave it for me as well. Like, I, I wouldn't in, definitely say it shouldn't be on the list, but this is one that um, didn't even come to mind until I saw it on the, on the list. Mm, okay, okay, yeah, it's not one of his more popular ones because you know Wu Tang is rapping over it as opposed to like you know somebody from that soul Aquarian uh scene or whatever so it, it does get overlooked and i but i think it's a banging beat uh love featuring feral munch definitely i i really like that one yeah i'm i'm gonna go thumbs up on that one um serious as it gets i don't even remember that won't do won't do the one with the isley brothers sample that was it was like the closing track on the shining what, what about that beat it was. I'm trying to think. Is that the one with um with Dwelly on it? Correct. Uh, let me pull okay. it up. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. Or, or there's a version with Dwelly, but there's one with without. I, I, I think I know which one it is. Did that have Dwelly? Yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that definitely goes on. Me no. Yeah, yeah. This one like super smooth. EMC, uh, EMC squared with with common. Um, there's a, I got an honorable mention that I think I like better than this that didn't make the list. Like I think there are better representations of a similar sound and song. Um, so yeah, this would probably be a no for me, but I like it. Man, that beats nasty. I don't know if it's. Eh, top, I could I could go top forty. It, it would it would probably be number forty or thirty nine on the list, but I go ahead and give it give it the passing grade. Um, all right, let me skip a few. Can't stop this uh, by the Roots, also known as Time Donut of the Heart. I thought this was cheating because yeah, it was a Dilla beat, but they were it was like the Roots playing a dealer beat so it i don't know i like it um i felt like this was a squeeze though <laughs> I, I roll with it i roll i like donut at the heart gobstopper nah i don't i, don't, I wasn't a fan of gobstopper uh kamal was not a fan of that the light by common 27 should have been higher man that's such a that is <laughs> that Agreed. is like a 
there's nothing wrong with that beat whatsoever. You can't find nothing wrong with it. Nah, that's a um, that's a, a timestamp, like a cultural moment as well. It was, yeah. it was. I never heard that Bobby Caldwell uh, record sampled that way. No. Um, man, the Red by J Lib at number twenty five should be higher. I was gonna say this is top five for me. Yes. Red is a top five beat. Yes, and we and you, unless you got the original joint, you'll never hear it again. I know I mean, it's on YouTube, but. I know. I I before the J Lib album came out, one of my guys who worked at Crow's Nest hooked me up with a um with a remember CDs remember album samplers that yes. they would they would give out for like promotion before an album would drop, and it had three cuts on there. It had it had the official, I think it had like Classy McNasty or something, and it had the red. And man, when the red came on, man, I had that on repeat for like a good half hour straight. I'm like, yo, this 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 beat is is bananas. Um, definitely on the list. Doing it by Common. That's another one. Um, I think that's a good spot for it. It belongs on the list. Okay, all right. I'm gonna skip past a couple of these. Reminisce, Belial featuring Most Def and Common. Oh, oh yeah, that's definitely a sleeper, man. Like for sure, not for me, not for me. That's this is this is the Jay Dilla I know, right? That's what <laughs> this the the slum village uh, <laughs> that were around those times. That's the that's the Jay Dilla that I that I know a lot about. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Reminisce is a is a is a major sleeper. Um, definitely belongs on the list. Working on it at number nineteen. I think that's a solid place for it too. Yeah, definitely solid. That's top twenty. That's top twenty. No, no argument for me there. Uh, show me what you got by Busta Rhymes. I don't even remember that one. That was on um, Anarchy. I think it belongs. I don't know if it's top forty. It certainly wouldn't shouldn't be this high. Yeah, eighteen. That is kind of high. Because I'm gonna get glaring omissions gazillionaire by mf doom eh, it's a it's a that's a left field beat I, I i dig it it's 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 out there i don't think it belongs on this list and i don't think it certainly doesn't belong that high this is a uh two for one let's let's shout out the dead rappers kind of moment i feel like mm. like i don't know i don't know if dilla fans would have chosen this more than Doom fans will have. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. I, I don't. It's it's very quirky, and I like it because it's quirky. But when you hear it, it, you don't necessarily think, "Oh, this is a Dilla beat." You know what no, I mean? No, no. You you think Doom before you think Dilla. Um, number fourteen. I've skipped a few. I'm jumping around because we got to get to this Kanye. But number fourteen, get a hold by Tribe Called Quest. I think it, I think it needs to be on there. Um, I think it should possibly be a, a little bit lower, but it's important to have that era of Dilla represented, though. I'm going to go, not only does it belong on the list, it it needs to be top 10. Get a hold is, mm. A, mm. is a top 10 Dilla beat to me. That, oh man, that 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 dreamy vocal sample he hits you with in the beginning, and then the, the way the beat just drops in, like, oh my God, like, that's that's just... I hear that, man. I am, I am just 
transferred back, back to, to that like, moment. Yeah, yeah, back to the moment I first heard it in '96 in my room with my ear to the radio. Like, yo, what is this? Pause by Frank and Dank. I don't even remember that one. That one I didn't remember. I had to look it up. It was like Thelonious Slum Village featuring Common. Oh, so definitely on the list. Man, that's that. That thing was so smooth, and then that was this was like the first iteration of Slum Village too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I like Thelonious, but I don't think it should be that high. Twelve is kind of high. I agree. This could be like bottom bottom half of the top twenty. Yeah, like Man, that, it, it should have landed in the thirties. Number eleven, yeah. Let's Ride by with Q-Tip. Should oh, be higher. That's another song, man. It's, you can't find nothing wrong with it. <laughs> that's this is a top five beat to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's ride as top five to me. Um, number ten, "Fall in Love" by Slum Village. Could be lower. Uh, I, I really I think, like. I this think one, number ten is perfect for "Fall in Love." I think I could, if we had time, I think I could, I could argue that down a little bit. Well, not too, time. not too far. We got a little time. Not too Go far. Ahead. I mean, because we got, so if we're talking top five, I don't want to mention anything that's not on the list yet, but. Okay, okay. So, so if we're talking just top five, right? Right now you got. No, we're in, we're still in top 10. Okay, well, here, let's come back to that thing. And then I'll, I'll, I'll start to make my case for it. So Fall in Love by Slum Village is number 10. Lightworks is at number nine. I like Lightworks. But I also feel the same way about this one as I feel about Gazillionaire. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's it's, it's kind of left field to be so high. Yes. Plus, um, you've heard like seventeen different versions of it too. So, like, Quali had it, Tip had it, Doom had it. Yeah, Lightworks. I, I yeah yeah that that's that's like that could go down there in the thirties. I'm sorry. Um, Cold Steel, Fat Cat featuring L's Eye. This is another one I can't place it. Yeah, I had to I had to go listen to this one too. I I did not recall it. Um I think because of its obscurity it can't be that high. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Number seven, drop by the far side. <clears throat> I mean I like I remember that one and I like the beat, but I don't know if it should be this high. I, I yeah, I, I I like the spot. I, I I gotta go with Vince. Like I I've always liked dropped. I always liked Far Side, but seven, especially when we get diving into some of the tracks that didn't make it. I don't know. I feel that's kind of right. Um, number six, Godzilla's. Say, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, Greg, you say that's a, a good spot for it. Top ten. It's a top ten for Dilla. Yeah, it's a top ten for Dilla. I mean, listen to what he. Not not even based off the video, just the song is like the beat itself. I'm 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 remembering what he did with it. I that mess is dope. <laughs> I like Let's Ride better personally, but yeah. Let's Ride is a little more simpler than than Drop. He he really I had to hear something on that. <laughs> I agree. It's it's definitely complex. So I'll I'll rock with that. Yeah, I just think I just think seven is kinda hot. That's that's all. Like I like I said, I like the song, I like the beat, but Seven? I don't know. Um, number six, Got Till It's Gone, Janet Jackson. I'm, I'm going to go yes on this one. I, I love the play scene, and I, I love the fact it's included. This is the remix, though, right? Not the original. 
yeah, Uma JD's JD's uh, revenge. Yep, that's it. I see. Wait I a minute. Wait a minute. That's the one that got the video, right? Wasn't it? No. 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 No, sir. No. 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 Hold on. No. I'm slipping. This, this, this. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That thing is still dope, though. Yes, still. it is. It's really. Yes, it is. Man. But see, this is what I was saying about the ringer in the beginning. Y'all be thinking I'm just kind of hating on the guest, but I, I think they're trying to get too cute with the list. Like, who's your audience for this? For this to be that high, it's a banger, but it, nah, it, it shouldn't be this high on the list. Okay, agreed. I thought it was the other version. Um, okay, that is kind of high. Number five, ugh. Get This Money by Slum Village. I don't know how I feel about this. Not in top five. I love Get This Money, too. Yeah. No, what do you, what not, do you not top five, though. What do you say, Vince? Not top five. Yeah, I don't know how I feel, but yeah. Nah, not top five. And it's it's not a bad song. It's just not At top all. five. F The Police, number four. Absolutely top five. Really? Yes, I love it. Oh, you almost movie. made me spill my yak on my $200. <laughs> <laughs> I love this beat. I, I was never crazy about F the Police. I just was. Wow. Man, that flute. I love this one. Really? Maybe it's the content. Maybe it's the content of the, of, of the lyrics. I don't know, but it can't be because I, I used to bang this instrumental all the time. Man, I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, I just, you know, I, I, I rock with the message of it and everything, but I, I just, you know, I. Beat I, just didn't grab you. Yeah, the beat didn't grab me like that. Okay. All right, number. Not all of us got taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, <laughs> our, our palate, my palate hasn't been refined by the, uh, the plastic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 tunes of two live crews, so yeah, I, I, I uh, and that's okay, that's okay, we'll bring you along. I'm not a, <laughs> a high, part of the highbrow bourgeoisie like yourself, so <laughs> <laughs> all right. Number three, stakes is high, they lost soul. Oh, that's a good spot for it. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's up there, it should be top three. Yep, lock it in, <laughs> it's a lock, huh? <laughs> All right, yep. I agree. I agree. I, I honestly agree. Yeah, yeah, that's the right right spot for it, and it definitely bl- belongs on the list. Number two, Last Donut of the Night by Jay Dilla. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I I get I get borderline emotional like listening to that to that beat, man. Like them strings, bro. The strings, the vocal samples, like it's just, and it's the beat is what. 60 seconds maybe about 60 70 seconds maybe bro but, but i don't if y'all have never heard busta and and rod digger and young z get a hold of that beat oh my goodness wait they rapped over this you never heard that before no bro you might need to pause right now and go listen to that <laughs> wait last a, make, of the night they rapped over that it's called making a name for myself yes I'm it definitely is. checking that out. Yeah. I'm definitely checking out. See, learn something new. I had no idea that nothing like that even existed. And surprisingly, Young Z is the star of the show out of the three of them. 
Young Young Z was dope, man. Like he was. He was dope. <clears throat> Pace one, all of them, man. I love the outsiders. Um, the last one, man, number one. They have running by the far side. Which I love. I love, 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 love running. It is not better than Last Donut of the Night. It's not. It's not. It it might not be better than Stakes is High. No, it isn't. I, uh, I, 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 look, man. If you look at what he took it from, he took it. He, I mean, he took it from. Uh, uh, now okay, I'm blanking, but he took it from Bossa Nova track and made it into a straight hip hop banger. Like, even when you blend it, it sounds good. I uh, is it his? Don't get me one? wrong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Running is probably a top 10 beat. Running is definitely a top 10. It's no question. But is it number one? Yeah. Is it number one? I don't know. know. That's all I'm saying is that it's not number one. But it's definitely top five. I wouldn't wouldn't put it above Get a Hold. No. I wouldn't put it above Stakes and Time. Wait, 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 wait. Absolutely better than Get a Hold. I'm sorry. Uh, Not in my book. (laughs) Not in my book. But yeah, they have it. They have it. Let's see. They say, yeah, it feels wholly different from anything else from this era, mainly thanks to the unconventional kick drums, which hit in unexpected places and don't repeat in a discernible pattern. Fat Lip didn't think they sounded right. So during a session for the song, when the rest of the far side cohorts were out of the studio, he moved the kicks to fall in predictable places. Uh, when group was members. Took off. Fat Lip needed a. He took him off the track. Fat lip needed a fat lip for that trash. But I know you. I'm sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert. You was about to read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that mess had me hot when I first heard that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It goes on to say, it says, when group member Trey returned, he was incensed. He and fat lip came to blows over it. All this over a beat, Bella thought to himself. When it, when it does settle, Trey's viewpoint went out. We're not changing it. He told Della, that's your signature. Hey, I'm with Trey on that one. Right, don't touch it. You ain't you a you a rapper? Rap, bro. He deleted the the kicks off of the track altogether. Like Fat Lip, man, man. My grandmother. That's man. That had me hot when I first heard it, man. Ain't no way. He, he was wild for that one. <laughs> And for Dilla's response to be seemingly so calm about it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It's like impressive. It's like, dude, impressive. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he was a professional, man. He was a he was a consummate professional, but uh yes, that's although he did bro. love those strip clubs. But hey, that's uh that's uh <laughs> that's just a little uh, supplemental information, ladies and gentlemen. Uh hey, no strip no strip no strip clubs <laughs> were inspiration for even more beats. This is what I'm saying. We got true. we got incredible art out of it. It's, it's charity to make it back to the hood. I feel like this is a win-win situation. <laughs> Dilla supported the entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> Get that money, girls. Went <laughs> <laughs> to the stage. <laughs> hey, man. Dilla was making them clap, man. But Jamil, omissions. Oh, man. Yes. Speaking of strip clubs, uh, let me find my list because I believe strip club might have made it on my list. 
probably left no. your list at the strip club. Stop that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Just> stop, stop <laughs> it. Uh, here's my, my list of omissions, although there could be several others. I got React off of the J-Lib album. Mm. That was, uh, if you were going to go with a quirky Dilla beat, I think that was a better representative of the other ones than the other ones we got. Um, Jungle Music off The Shining, because it's just just raw, loud bass and, and, and hard drums. Give me all that pause. Uh, Soul Power off Electric Circus, because there was nothing pause. on Electric Circus. I forgot about Soul Power. Yeah, that that could yeah. um, I think Soul Power could have taken MC uh, equals MC Square Spot. That's the one I was talking about. I agree. I totally they have agree. a similar they have a similar sound, but Soul Power is better. I totally agree. And baggage handlers from that Wakewan. That's a good one. That's one that you know you don't hear hear discussed very often, but that one absolutely is at, at bare minimum top forty. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, for myself, omissions. Oh, were you done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For myself, a few notable omissions. Let's grow with Royce the Five Nine. Yes. Um, totally should have been on the on the list. Top <laughs> top twenty B. Um, give this nigga from Slum Village from from uh, Fantastic Volume One. Give this nigga is such a slept on Dilla beat, man. I love how he flipped that Roger Troutman sample, man. It, it, it's just, it's just ill, man. It's, it's a simple beat, but it's, it's so effective. It's so effective. Back and listen to that one. I don't know if I remember that one. Yeah, it's from Slumville. It's from Fantastic Volume One. Um, also from Fantastic Volume One, the Look of Love remix. Mm. I don't know how that didn't make the list. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. I don't know how that didn't make the list. Also, uh, CB4 from Fantastic Volume 2. I don't yes. know if y'all rem- remember it. Fellatio, Interference, Promiscuous, yeah. <laughs> Sapiens. Yeah. That, that was an interesting song. Man, I love like, CB4. To say the least. I love CB4. The, 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 and it, like, like the hook was like, it was just so weird. It's like, but I kind of, I'm rocking with this. I'm rocking with so, this. I mean, another, another example of you know, quirky dealer, but it was still kind of within the wheelhouse of what he do versus the stuff he was doing with Doom and, and that light works. Yeah, yeah. Also, climax from Fantastic Volume Two. Climax should have been on this list. Yeah, um, Untitled should have been on this list. Also from Volume Two. What it's all about. Also from Volume Two with with, Bust, with the Buster Rhymes joint. Yeah. Um, certified from Guru's Jazzmatazz, I think should have been on this list. That's that's another Dilla sleeper. Like he laced uh, Guru with, with with that beat. Players, how, how players didn't make the list is beyond. Oh, I was gonna ask you because I'm like, there's something missing here, and I haven't heard it said yet, and I I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pop up, but I thought it was going to show up in the top 10. There, there's no way Players is not a top 10 track. Listen to the sample itself. Players and, is a top 5 track to me. Dude, the way he slows it and he, it's like a he slows it and then he, he reverses it just a little too. Like, it's insane. It's insane. 
Yeah, you could almost take like two or three albums and make a whole top 40 list out of that. If you take volume two, like Water for Chocolate, uh, maybe Bees Rhymes in Life. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering whether we should include that because it wasn't technically strictly Dilla, but yeah, I'll do that. Bees Rhymes in Life. And let's go with one more. Let's see, volume one. I mean, volume two, like Water for Chocolate, Beats, Rhymes of Life. And you could probably see Buster didn't really have enough on any particular album, but he used to lace Buster with a lot of stuff too. So I guess I'll go with just to piss everybody off Electric Circus. <laughs> so, so I got a couple too. Oh, go ahead, Vince. Oh, one, one, one last one. I forgot to mention Stars from the J Lib album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scar should have definitely made the list. But go ahead, Vince. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was listening to that <laughs> last night. Um, one off of, uh, was it uh, Trinity, Past, Present, and Future? Indeed. Slum Village. Mm-hmm. That right there, it, it, it was, it was, it's, it was kind of different, but it was, it was cool. Um, then y'all forgot Raise It Up. That right there, yeah. bro. It's crazy. You're right. You're right. Raise, raise it up. That's, was a good, that's a good call. And and the all important Jay Diller crushing. Oh, how did I forget crushing? Crushing I mean, is they, dope, man. That sample call, from, man. that Sylvia Robinson sweet stuff sample, man. That it, uh, a guy was uh, on YouTube, I mean on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, making videos. You know, like what he. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. He made a couple of videos off of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was hypnotizing right chicks. <laughs> I think it's he didn't do a whole bunch with the sample, but shoot, that's that's top ten to me. Yeah, crushing is though, but I don't know how I forgot that. Good, good catch, Vance. Yeah, good catch, Greg. Man, you got any? No, I'm only here for the Kanye conversation. I just pop, pop my head into the other segment, sir. I, I understand. But let's let's get into it then. Let's get into this Kanye documentary. Genius. Uh, it's a three-episode Netflix documentary directed by a gentleman by the name of Cootie. And, man, what's the other guy's name? Chike. Chike, but you can't say gentleman <laughs> by the name of Cootie. Yeah, he came a little soft with his name right there, man. <laughs> I don't even like saying the name. I mean, that's his name. That's his name. That is, that is his name, though. I don't know how else I can say it. Call All right. Him C. But we have a a documentary, man. And and let me first of all say that there should be more hip hop documentaries. I think there's tons of stories out there from the culture that we could kind of resurrect and dive into and 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 create an engaging narrative. So. Um, but 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 we got one for Kanye and it, it, it premiered a couple of weeks ago. They've dropped two episodes so far. Third one is dropping next week. So we're just going to briefly review the first two, man, and, and, and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, if anything, what we expected, what we got, what were the takeaways, what we recommend this. And um, I, I'll just roundtable it, man. I'm going to start off with you, Greg. First impressions of the documentary. Did you like it? What did you like? You know, go go ahead and, and take it away. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I think it's 
be okay so what you have to understand that this is about as true of a documentary as you're going to get because this is actual footage it ain't doctored it ain't staged this is actually what he was doing what he went through what happened of course i love the first episode more than the second but that's just based off of how the story went right i mean he was he was a hard-working producer who wanted to be taken seriously as a rapper he clearly displayed some um some on the spectrum uh behavior he's he's clearly autistic He's on the spectrum. He might have Asperger's, whatever it is, but he displayed that. Um, you could see it in his interactions with people, um, but you could also see, like his mother talked about, his heart. You could see his heart, and you could see that he was really down for the people that was down with him, um, and he kept them around. Like he didn't have to have Cootie out there all the time, but for some reason he told him, you know, just like it just kind of happened. You know what I'm saying? Like record, record me, record me going through this. And we got some of the, some of the most, in my opinion, some of the most uh, inspirational documentary footage you're gonna find just based off of how hard dude was working. They wouldn't release his budget. They, I mean, there's just so many little, little things to it that you see and you catch and you're like, wow, you know, like he really had to grind to he had to make it happen because nobody else was going to do it for him he literally had to make it happen he he needed he needed scarface he needed uh pharrell he needed that time with jay-z like jay-z jay-z made a comment he was like closed mouths don't get fed he was like if you didn't come in here and say nothing you wouldn't have been on this track get it yep. yeah you wouldn't have been on there it's bro i mean it was like for me it was like this is people need to see this regardless of how you feel about him now yeah they do you need to see this you need to understand this this life man people ain't gonna give you ish <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're no. not gonna give you a thing you gotta you know go you get that. yes and he and that's the craziest part right he gave them ace to the izzo and all these other beats right and they boxed him in immediately oh he's one of the best producers in the game He's like, yo, I could rap, rap. Yeah, like I, I made beats so that I could rap on them. I just gave them to y'all. And they turned out to be what they became. But like, I made these beats for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, bro, it's such a, it's such a go get it uh, documentary. And like I said, it's as true as it gets. That's him. You know what I'm saying? He had the accident. They had to, they had to wire his jaw shut. They had to pull the wires off. He recorded with the wires on. Um, everything. His, his relationship with his mother, which I think is probably the saddest. Yeah. That's the saddest, most telling thing. Because every time I, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, she was clearly his. You know how some people. They, she was his anchor, his, man. Yes, his yes. his anchor, his yes. foundation to reality. His, she was that. And okay. with without that, and and also to top it off. The guilt that he felt for for he spoke about it. I mean, it's not yeah. in the documentary yet, but he's he spoke in about it. Bringing her out to California. Yep. He regrets that so much. Her wanting to get that surgery, he regrets that so much. She wouldn't have wanted it if she stayed in Chicago. She was just she was fine there. 
but he wanted to do something you know great for her and it turned out you know this will happen so yeah i uh i loved it man like i say i i didn't like not didn't like let me let me let me correct that i <laughs> i enjoyed part one more than part two but you, you see what's coming you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> i i was there you know yeah, and right. i i i i was in chicago I, I, everything that, that he's talking about, I remember hearing about it or seeing it. Like I was, I was in that. So to, to, to see it again, it gave me, it gave me great fond memories and brought them back up. But it also, it made me sad to see and to know how it, how it ends and just where, in a, in a sense, where he ends up, um, where he's, I guess he's, you know, in search of redemption in a way, but I don't think he's ever going to find it. Like his 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 mother, man. I I've yeah, never that seen was, anything that like kinda, that. That was that was heartbreaking to me, man. Like and not not because they showed anything, but it was like because you know how the story ends and like seeing the chemistry they have back and forth. I'm like, man, she is so supportive. Like she was such a supportive, lovely woman. I'm like, man, I wish she was my mama. Like, yeah. <laughs> man, you got a good mama. mama Whatever. To support me in a rap career, <laughs> like, but it ain't happening. <laughs> And which is which is also telling. I mean, they didn't make a big deal about it because again, it's a documentary. But yo, man, she was a teacher. Yes. And her son said, "I'm just gonna drop out of school, drop out of college, and pursue, you know, rapping and pr- producing." It's like, uh, what? You know what I'm saying? But she she supported him through that. Like that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? To just think about that now. And she, and she just was like, "I support you." Whatever, yep. however you want to do it, I support you. And when he would, when he would do his shows, she would try to be there. When he was in the studio, if she could, he would, she would pop up. Like she was truly supportive. Somebody that he could, he could trust, not just talk to, but somebody he could trust and count on. And now that's gone. And it's, yeah. did you all notice how he was scared to tell her he wanted to name the album the College Dropout? Because it was time. Yeah. yeah, it was time. She had she would ask what the album was gonna be. You could see he was hesitating, but he would never tell her. I thought yeah. he said she said call it college dropout. She asked him if he was going to, and he was like, "I have." He didn't say that. Decided. Right, right, right. I I don't think he had decided yet at that time, but because they, and, and you know, this is why I say that because later on, um. What, in the scene where they, they were in the restaurant eating before he went to go see uh, Pharrell and Ludacris in the studio, which is some slick stuff too. Let me say that. Um, when they were leaving the restaurant, the, the the guy was yelling back into the restaurant, all right, y'all, you know, stay in school. Don't be like this dude, Kanye. He a college dropout. And I, I thought like, man, that was an interesting piece of audio to just put right there. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to. Right. But I think that was one of the moments that kind of solidified it. Like, yeah, he's gonna call it college dropout. But he had a plan for the for four albums. I mean, we already know that. But again, right. I, I, beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. I love. I love. I love seeing the entire interaction with Pharrell. I love seeing that he he rapped for Scarface. I I love. I love all the studio stuff. I love the outside studio stuff where. Where oh boy, what was his name? Talking about he, he didn't want to be out of history. Um, Twilight Tone. Um, uh, um, no, Twilight you, uh, Tone. Doug um, Infinite. Doug Infinite. That clown. 
Why, why would you do wait, that? Wait, 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 wait. Come on, come on with wait, it. Wait, wait, so, 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 Greg, hold, just hold that thought. You're hold not, you're, thought. you're not wrong in what you're about to say, but you can't disrespect Doug Infinite, though. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but he put him in a, he put himself in a position to be disrespected. Why yeah, would you was, do that? Foul. Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, we, we, we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to gather overall impression. My bad, my bad. I, I, my oh, bad. You know what I'm saying? You, you told me to take a step in the pool, and I dove all in there, boy. <laughs> my bad. Water was nice. Indeed, I knew you would, though. That's 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 why I reached out real quick. Vince, first impressions. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, go go ahead. Well, I've only seen the first episode, but okay. I I loved it. So, Greg, you're spot on. The guy is on a spectrum. I, I I think it's more Asperger's than autism because there's this social disconnect, this awkwardness yes. about him. Yes. But also what I saw from observing his body language is a man that needs to be anchored to something or he will unravel. Yes. I saw it in just his, just you know his, his sporadic, just spazzing out talk speech, and um, it wasn't so much a spaz out early on, but it was like you could tell, like it was there. It was, it was right at the, the brim of just him, like really lashing out because he had so much he had to deal with, so much he was trying to accomplish. People constantly trying to typecast him as a producer, and he's like, no. I can I'm a rapper. And um but just watching him as a young man, because he it looked like he uh it's three different type of Kanye's. He looked he looked like the young Kanye looks so different than what he looks now. I know he's I know he's been in some accidents and stuff like that, so his face kind of changed a little bit, but like sometimes I was like, is that Kanye? And so it was like just yeah, seeing him clone, man. <laughs> but I was just like just watching them, you know what's the most amazing thing to me is that because I was trying to wonder like there's so many times this could have been put out was he waiting for the right moment where he just did way too much where he's like I need to get the fans back on my side or something because this is it um you might have forgot about it well, he didn't. He didn't put well, this Coo- together. Cootie, Cootie didn't forget about it, right? Yeah, he was doing other projects. It's amazing though to see how this guy has kept like it's so organized. You, can you imagine how much footage he has throughout the years, and to be able to put this together in a way that is so concise, but still giving away like really good information because Greg was bringing up how like this is like showing you how what the what the music industry is about indirectly because you see somebody trying to work so hard to achieve something while he's already in like when he's in the midst of achieving something else he's he's making money at this time you know he said he didn't make a million yet but he was making money because you talk about H to the Izzo you talk about Take over, take over. You mm-hmm. talk about um, uh, guess who's Bazak? Mm-hmm. Like can't he's be already, life. Can't yeah, be he's life. making money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's making money already. But he's sitting on an album. It seemed like he had these songs for years. So when you, yeah, I, I caught that too, Vince. Because yeah, he's, he was, he's a, 
you I'm did. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll cut you off. No, nah, what? It's like this, this. This the his first album seems like it's a five year span of music. Like yeah. he was holding on to this stuff to yeah, when he, he was could finally make it. He was. He yeah, was. He was. It's, it felt like he had the majority of college dropout recorded in 2002. Yeah, because yeah, like he did. He, he's sitting here reciting songs to Scarface. I'm like, that Scarface song came out way before. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, he was sitting on this stuff. He, he, I mean, but that just goes to show you um, how much drive he had. Now, the last thing I do really want to say is that looking at Kanye. This is more of his uh, his authentic self, because you know, like life experiences can turn you into something else. And he's been around the higher level of the industry for so long that he you you, you can get lost into what he is as an authentic person. But you see this humble arrogance. I know that's an oxymoron, but like you can see it. Like he really had to think he was that person to do to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish because he and he says things about he wanted to change the world and he had something for the world to see and hear he didn't want to be he wanted to bridge the gap between gangster rap and uh, backpackers it's like he really felt he was and he actually is that so um it was just dope all around for me i love it indeed indeed all right jamil man what, what were your first impressions did, did you enjoy it um go, go go ahead i did enjoy it um but i like documentaries especially like music documentaries it, it, it kind of put me in the mind of the um the uh dungeon family joint from a couple years back but this one i i had to enjoy more because i have a little more knowledge about you know the one of the one of the main characters in it of of the city of chicago I'm not from Atlanta, so it didn't it didn't hit me the same way. Um, just some of the shots, like it, I was getting I was getting choked up just watching um, Chicago from 2002. You know what I mean? It, it, it takes me back to Thank you, bro. What I was doing in that at that time. Yeah, that's true, um, man. That's true. It was it was crazy, bro. I'm with you. I, I don't need to cut you off, but I felt the same way, dude. Just looking like wow. I think. I think we yeah. all did. Like, oh, we yeah, but you're still there. <laughs> you're still there, so it's you. You, um, you're still in the midst of oh, it. Yeah, I guess music. I am. I, I'm the only nigga on this on this show right now. That's still <laughs> right, right. So, you know, being a little bit disconnected from it, um, it, it hits a little a, a little harder with that too. Um, something that did stand out to me, and I've been saying it for years, and I'm glad that uh, inadvertently. Uh, Cootie and Kanye have uh, vindicated my position on this. I have always said that Kelly Rowland was better than Beyonce and Beyonce was just regular. And when they showed her backstage at that concert, she was regular, like I've been saying forever. For Beyonce? Yeah, for yes. sure. For yes. sure. They, there were some girls, all right, are we talking Are we talking about this now? Because there were yeah, some let's... girls who walked out from the from the back that look way better, way, way better than Beyonce. Better than her. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. I was like, I was like, who are they? Are, are these the exactly. is, this, is this the Rocks chicks? Man, is this for like, the community? Was, bro, that was true love. Jay Z truly loved Beyonce. 
for him to to, to see her potential at that time and, and vice versa because she's still with that old Joe Camel looking dude but it um I, I just thought that was funny uh, just a little small nugget and it was little things like that I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious about Beyonce but it was all of those things uh, those moments that I enjoyed like to see 88 Keys in the spot and you know Ryan Fest when he was doing the reference tracks for Jesus yeah, Walks like yeah, I actually want to yeah, hear the yeah. original now I want to hear Ryan Fest's version of that because it sounded like they were doing a back forth thing with it at first I want to hear that like what it, how uh, Jada and Styles P do I've heard it um, I, I, I don't really need to hear it All fair right. enough <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why he didn't make the track. This but his reference, his his let's let's be honest, because Ryan Fest has done a lot of reference. I, we call them vocals, reference lyrics, whatever you want to call them. He's done a lot of work with Kanye to help him get to the point where he is now. And honestly, he's still working with him. So, Surprisingly. yeah, I'm yeah, I'm shocked about by, by that too. But it it just shows how good he is. And it just right. shows you how loyal Kanye is. This man put the put the pizza delivery guy on um, on a credit for one of his songs because he had delivered a pizza while he was in there making the track. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that. I think, um, interestingly enough, too, the loyalty thing is is a, a thing that Kanye got has been pressed on lately because of severed relationships with people like Cuddy and um, even a strained relationship with like Jay-Z. But those were all like industry friends. When it came to the people that was down from day one, other than Rhymefest, I really hadn't heard of any like real issues between Kanye and the people that was like really rocking with him. Like Jay Ivey was always still around. Um, even Ivan Jasper, uh, even Ivan is still around because Ivan was yeah. what his like fashion guys. He was cutting his hair, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's still around. I don't. I mean, you know, Kanye's in a he's in a little different bracket right now. But but that that you you obviously can't. You know, if you're rising and and the people can't meet you where you are, right? They're not going to be where you are. But there, there's there's that disconnect. But it's not like you don't you're not still looking out for him and you're not going to still have that connection with him. And, and that was something that I got from that. And it was, you know, you guys touched on it, man. But for me, every time Donda came on screen, it was tough, man. It was a gut punch. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Because you know, you know what's about to happen. You know that when she died, that's when dude fell off a cliff. And you could, you could see why every time she yep. showed up. And my mama is alive and well. And, and and healthy and I still was sad. Like y'all need to call my mama right now. Like you good? What what, what can I do for you? Because it's 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 tough to watch the. It's like watching a horror movie, and you see the people you know walking into the in, into the room with the killer. You want to scream at the screen like yo don't do that, but yeah, that's man. how the movie's gonna play out. It's it's. It's tough. Yeah, that was tough to see. It was like um, you see a piece of a puzzle to why he is what, like yep. the biggest piece of the puzzle as to why he's so erratic now. Because when I saw she was so gentle with him, but yep. firm at the same time, and it's exactly what he needed. Um, 
I don't know yeah, if it's she got through to him immediately every yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a that reminded me of something Vince was saying earlier. Um, uh, it was early on in the documentary. <clears throat> he had after the whole, uh, you know, the the diss track thing. He went to his mama house. Sure did. And they was talking, and she was telling him. He he made a comment. He was like, because she was saying like, you know, you you sometimes you can talk, you know, so so bold and braggadociously basically i'm paraphrasing and he was like you think i he was like you think i talk too much i heard it in his, in his voice man it was like it was I like disappointed you yes and yep. and and she was like no she was like the way you talk is perfect i just don't want you to forget this that and the other you know what i'm saying she was very right. specific and he was like okay you know like you could see him he put his head down and he was receiving everything that she was t- telling him yeah. and and he was just like you you saw a different person who does that for him now nobody man nobody nobody and, can even if people tried nobody would be able to he, he wouldn't trust them that's and just why like would you and exactly. why would you trust them because we saw exactly what happened leading up to it so the fact that he has this disconnect with people from the industry i totally understand that because yep. it was always just business yep yep yeah also yep. where was keisha cole yeah she's getting a t-fix <laughs> <laughs> but she was around for this she was on a bunch of the a bunch of the tracks for uh on college dropout was she you sure a bunch. All I don't know about joint. a bunch. You sure about that? I don't know about that. I kind of like bad teeth. bad teeth, Keisha. I kind of like. I kind of like. I kind of like. I kind of like. I kind of like Keisha Cole with the with the dot teeth. Now you got your teeth You can't talk to nobody, huh? Oh man. You can't call nobody. Oh man. But um. The song, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm gonna say. I, I was, I, I was never on the fence about watching the documentary. I, when I, when I saw it was coming out, I'm, and it was on Netflix, I'm like, I'm definitely watching this. And w- when the first reviews of it started dropping, every review was either like a Kanye stan who just loved it, or someone who just clearly hated Kanye. It was just gonna dog the documentary anyway. Anyway, so I'm like, man. You know what? I got to do my own review. I got to watch this myself, form my own opinion, and, and discuss it on the podcast. And <clears throat> I got to say, man, I, I'm not disappointed, man. Like, like this does exactly what a good documentary is supposed to do, which is tell me some stuff I did not know. You know, that's what a good documentary does. I think I know this person, but it, it reveals all this other stuff that adds layers to their character and adds context to their success. And I, I, I'm gonna just go to my notes, man, because like I, I had to, I literally had to write down notes to to, to capture all my thoughts while watching uh, these first two episodes. One of the things that I, I took away was the how crazy. <laughs> I wrote this like three times in my notes. Yo, how, how big the clothes were back then? <laughs> man, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> There was one scene, man, where they went to Rockefeller offices and Beanie Siegel and Memphis Bleak was walking through there and some other cats, Big Face Gary. And it just, man, it just smelled like Burlington Co. Factory, man. Just just <laughs> co- coming off the screen. But, man, Burlington so much. Burlington Co. Factory. Mike Stills. 
Value City. <laughs> yeah, my stales too. <laughs> Man, so much fabric. Bell so much fabric. But um, but what was crazy with the other labels that were expressing interest in him at this this time, Capitol Records, because that's that's who Dilated Peoples was signed to, and he did mm-hmm. some tracks for them. I had no idea Ruckus Records was interested in I signing him. Did yeah. not know that, and they that and Kanye was exactly what they were trying to do at that time. Yeah, but they didn't want him. Man, that's a, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. He, 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 he would have. He would have maybe he would have saved the label, I think. Yeah, he would have saved them, yeah, dude. He would have saved the label. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. I mean, listen to Sound Bombing Three. That's what they wanted. They wanted what Kanye West ended up delivering. Dude, yeah, could you imagine, it. bro? Could you imagine a most deaf and Kanye album? Could you imagine that? He said he wanted to do it. Oh, oh. Yeah, we got robbed with that one. It, it was it was also cool to see what other artists were supposed to be on certain songs too. Like Scarface yeah. was supposed to be on Family Business and just wrong. It's, it's Crazy. interesting. Crazy. Seeing how the collaboration process goes because you know, I, I I've dabbled in the studio. Jamil, I know you have too. Vince, I know, I know, you know, you get down to and Greg, we've been in the studio together. Yes, and sir. like that's 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 kind of how the process goes. You you listen to beats and you earmark them and you say like, man, I want to do something with that. And then for whatever reason, stuff doesn't develop. You run out of time or you know what I mean? The beat has yep. to go to the highest bidder or whatever. So it was, I think it was good that people kind of got to see that process. Um, also seeing some of the back home beef and hate that he was getting before he really, really took off and he was gaining momentum. The, the Doug Infinite back and forth left a bad taste in my mouth actually with Doug Infinite yeah. because Kanye Ooh. honestly did give him his props and and this type of stuff happens all the time artists blow up and then you know they didn't they didn't praise some guy from back home enough for their taste so then they got to get on a record or the radio and, and did some and that was that was kind of crappy on, on Doug Infinite's part and I, I'm a and I'm a Doug Infinite fan man like I love that was love foul, man. I love what he did with with one day it'll all make sense, but you know he just I don't know I don't know what that was about. Dude, I, I, was you know what it was, was about. Hating. He was hating, and then he you hating. heard what he said. He but explained Kanye it clearly. Hadn't even blew up yet. But but he had saw what he happen. had on the produ- on the producer end. He had right. it wasn't the rapping that bothered him. It was he never took him seriously as a rapper, but it was the producer part. And if you heard what he said, he said. Um, he, he said, Kanye told him, he was like, yo, man. And he was like, you getting mad at me because they didn't print your name? He was like, in the interview, I said your name. I said, no ID and Doug Infinite. They are the two people who helped me to get to where I am today as far as the production. But they didn't put your name in there. Of course they didn't. No ID is a juicier name than Doug Infinite. Why, well, why, why would I even waste the ink? Just take his name out of there. You could, you could, you could promote that. Oh man, Kanye's talking about no ID. Boom, there you go. These are two people who are solid in the industry. Why would they put your name in there? You clown, you idiot. <laughs> so then, so no, I mean, they, they, they can't let Tifa off the hook either, though. They should and have, the but they, they, that wasn't Kanye's fault. Is what I'm saying. It wasn't. I agree. No, but he tried to make it like, and then he goes out with a diss track. You clown. Sweet. You, and then, and then you heard what he said out, out when they was in the truck. Man, I didn't want my name removed from history, but now you got your name attached to this history. Not nice, nice, nice job, buddy. You idiot, sucker ish. You, 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 you historical now. 
and and, and I for bogus wanna... even though she was you know i guess she was doing her yeah body. she was yeah, i didn't like job. that either i agree but, she, but she but she worked with kanye before like yeah he did stuff with, with, with infamous a couple of different tracks in fact yeah and so you know what i'm saying how you gonna be involved in that too but that's why people have said that about the city though unfortunately a lot of artists yes have, yes. have yeah. said that Chicago yeah. is Haterville, man. He was right. He was right for to leave. As 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 badly as I want Chicago to to grow, it, there's too much of that mentality around. It's like, right. and, and I didn't want to say nothing, but I I, I think that I, I could have swore that I was Jason in the driver's seat in that van. Bro, that truck, I ain't gonna lie. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I thought the same thing. I ain't gonna lie to you. Welcome <laughs> like, is that, is that to but but also another thing for for the hip hop nerds it, it delivered too, uh, going back and covering Channel Zero, which I, I used Crazy. to mess with heavy, uh, and, and all that old archival footage of what Chicago hip hop actually looked like in the nineties, with Crucial yes. Conflict and the Brad and Common twisted yes. and how big Crucial Conflict was. Don't don't be fooled when they hey, all they needed to do was show that one clip where they was in the club. Woo. And it was it was honestly mind-boggling, man, how people in Chicago were doing him, like expecting beats for free and stuff. It's like I remember there was the scene where he was like, Kanye was like, man, that's like if you oh, go no, to a boy. department store and you want to buy you want a TV and you tell the salesman, oh man, I watch TV better than anybody, and it's like, okay, but you still got to pay for a TV. You still got to pay for the TV. And and dude, it's like that. It is like that, Greg. You yes. know, you yes. know. <laughs> It's like that do, across man. all walks of life, like music or not. If you got something, people they, feel like they need they, they are entitled. They whether they need it or not, they feel entitled to what you have, whatever that is. You know it what they do? It. They price it based off of how 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 much they want it from you. So they're yeah. going to go as low as possible, dude. They they don't respect the time that you put in the effort. Imagine, bro, imagine some of the beats that Kanye was giving these cats early on, man. <laughs> Mind-blowing. And then what they do with it. You know what I'm saying? The, right. the value comes in not... The, the value is what he's giving you, but you're, you're valuing, valuing it as like, I'm going to get it as low as possible and I'm going to blow it up. Right. No, nobody he worked with was ever that good. <laughs> None of them jokers was ever that good. So it was always like Kanye was always like, man, I got to get these to the, to the biggest artists. I have to. So working no. with Jay Z and man, but to Chicago, be fair, he tried. He tried. He tried. He yes, on. he was on. Yes. He put. I mean, he had. He did be would die. Obviously, Twister was able to get you know yeah. a, a yeah. little bit more notoriety with that. Yeah. Um. He, he even went to the GC. He even went to the GCI seminar. Yes, yeah. I wore the, the 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 conference music conference to and wanted to be on the panel. He's helping out the city. Yes, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Now, now another thing I got on my notes was that you know I I honestly thought it was going to be a fluff piece and all flattery in the beginning, but they don't gloss over the big elephant in the room. That being the person who he's become and who he is today. Uh, but you, you, you really did get to know Kanye in the beginning. The Kanye that we really all fell in love with, no homo. And he, he, he just he seems homo for me, homo for me. Uh, I, I, you know, live your truth, brother. Um, <laughs> Word. Shout he, out to Rashad. 
he, he, <laughs> he seems so genuine and even a little bit humble but but he was driven and he cared about the music and none of it felt fake but like a put on and it made me go oh yeah i, I used to like this guy also the clothes were so big <laughs> the jerseys man i'm so glad we got out of that phase man but but he was wise he early extreme on. though <laughs> he was wise early on moving to new jersey it kind of helped jumpstart his career that's that's anathema to artists now the the concept of like yo bro you got to get up and pack up and move to a a state or or wh wh whatever the scene you're trying to be a part of wherever that scene is you need to you move there. there that's anathema to artists now now they just you know they blow up they get a little little fame and they stay in the same hood get into a beef and they get shot and killed right you know and it's like you know it, 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 not that that would have happened to kanye but you know I, I, that's so anathema to artists right now you know, and it was like just he wasn't agreed. leaving to escape any beef. He was leaving to like this is where the action is, and this is where right. I need to be. I think right. Kanye was always going to leave. There, there was no he, even he even been if able he to stay. right, and even if he even if he had truly like started something in Chicago, he he still was going to leave. There wasn't enough. Some people were just too big. You know what I'm saying? And he was I clearly mean, nobody stayed. Nobody stayed who blew. Yeah, he was too big. Yeah. He and he knew it, but he in order for him to 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 grow beyond that, and, and you heard it, a lot of them cats was like, "Yo, you the biggest dude in Chicago." Who cares? He he want to be the biggest dude in the world. That right. that's the that's the Chicago mentality. Yo, man, you huge here. You are you a king here. And Who he cares? He shed light yeah. on that because remember he was talking about Just Blaze. And um, how he, he motivated him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. he making three. He making three dope beats every day. But you know, the the mentality in Chicago is just to do just or just do enough. And he was um shedding light to that. Then he was also talking about how um people was telling him he made it or his dreams or whatever is like, nah, that's not for me. Like my dreams is not where way bigger than you, that. Yeah, way bigger than where you placing me right now. Yeah. yeah now I, I, I don't I don't I don't I'm not ready to ride with the whole like he might be autistic or on a spectrum thing. You know, as a father of a you know a high functioning autistic kid, like I just don't see it in Kanye. I think he's just a little socially awkward, but I, I don't know. Um oh, I was, it, I was, I was speaking it. about I was speaking about Asperger's, not yeah, a, I, not not autism. Well Asperger's is a form of autism, but it's very it's it's it's, it's on the spectrum, but it's very high. But he, yeah. he he has he has the traits, um, the he's social got, he's got some the, traits, the, the social the social social yeah the but social disconnect and the awkwardness. There's a but, saying in the autistic community like if you know one person with autism, then you just know one person with autism, meaning that they all act a little different. Yeah, right. it, it is indeed a spectrum. You could be, you know, I, I don't like to use this term low functioning or whatever or at what people. It perceive as low functioning and you have people who are who are high functioning and just you know just a little socially awkward like 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 my son but the way my son grasps on the things that he's really into is like yep. you know i it, it's 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 possible i don't i i don't, i would hate for the current kanye to be a representative of the community but i hear you you know, I swear I guess that's the other problem. Those those kind of labels, I hear you. like, but I, I I agree with you on that. 
I hear you, but um, like you know, I, I we we spoken about this before. Me and my wife, we think my son has has a little bit of that Asperger's because of the way he interacts with grown folks. So like, I'm observing him with that lens as well, and it's like, yeah, it's possible, you know, because his that awkwardness is just there, and um, it's not like he's afraid to talk; it's just the way he's talking. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It might, he, he might not. It, but, I um, mean, it's it, something there. I agree. Exactly. It's, it's, it, it could be something there, especially when you when you take into account it's like this this dude was so good at making beats, but he was so laser focused on being a rapper, and it's like, you know, my 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 son, man, he could look at a piece of a car and tell you what model, make, and year. My son too that car is from and it's just like dude how do you know this and hey, like take him to vegas baby but <laughs> word, word. That, but that is similar to kanye they and they i this how i look at it like like people with with asperger's or, or who are high, highly high functioning or, or or are high functioning in that in that and those no spectrums man they like superheroes bro because they can their their mind just Use it, it seems like they just turn all their brain power to focus on this one thing, and that's what yeah. Kanye seemed like, man. Like when it came to music, he just he just dialed in and focused, bro. Listen to okay, and it always gets me when you listen to Through the Wire, <clears throat> you listen to Through the Wire, listen to how dope that beat is, and it's all a sample. The whole thing is a sample. The kicks, the, 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 the snare, oh. everything. It's all a sample. I'm going to get on that. I'm going to get on that. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead. We, we spent a lot of time on episode one, but just jumping ahead to episode two, I had no idea that he he footed the bill for the... Everything. The, yeah, for all his videos in the beginning. And this... this, this episode two, I, I liked episode one a little better. Episode two, the pacing was a little off. Yeah. And kind of slow, I found my mind kind of wandering a little bit, but it was still very revealing and showing how The Rock saw him as a producer first, and also how their clothes were so big. I, I just <laughs> you got to move past that, bro. You got to move past time capsule, bro. All right, you know what's so, crazy so, though? For real, has so always worn the same size clothing his whole life. Now that, right. that's one thing I did take. Yeah. For real, looked exactly the same his entire life from from. High school on to now. Looks exactly the same. Wears the same clothes. Nothing too big. Nothing too small. He might wear a mustache here and there. But that's it. They say he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it, man. I believe it. But but the man, the 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 rock they wouldn't even open up a recording budget for him. He had he had college dropout the majority of it done. He had to record slow jams at Jamie Foxx's house because they wouldn't open up the studio for him. That was mind blowing to me. I I mean I always thought labels were whack, but j- j- just to see it like it, almost in real time, just and that's just how terrible their judgment was because they yeah. were putting all their eggs in a PD crack basket. No, oh, they yeah they put them in PD crack and they put them in old girl. Remember when yeah he- I cut while well, trying to pick one name. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, 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 was in the hotel rapping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some kid, some kid, female rapper. I was like, what? 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 Are you name? kidding? Um, what I, I had to think what? about too. The rappers on the roster, my uh, car was actually pretty trash. Outside of Beanie Siegel. bro. So, dude, I, I, I went back. I was so 
fired up. I went back. I went to look up the the albums that The Rock actually released in 2002 when he was pitching them college dropout here are the albums they released in 2002 jay-z and r kelly best of both worlds that didn't age very well cameron come home but it's old okay yeah fine fair it enough it's old. And, it, cameron, and the person wasn't bad at all come home that one that made sense mm, all right all right the blueprint too, it did. cameron was, was was an established album uh the, the oh, double album that should have been a single album um, then they released. These all make sense so far. Okay. Okay. Jay Z takes priority. I get that. Freeway. Philadelphia Freeway. That album. I understand dope. it. I understand it. Diplomats. Diplomatic community. I, I get of that. Of course. Was that on the rock, though? That was on the rock. I didn't think it was. Okay. That was on rock. Joel Santana from me to you. These all make sense. Like, I can't even beef with them. I, I, obviously, College Dropout was better than... Were any of these... Uh, that's what I was about to say. Were any of these albums better than College Dropout? No, but they were proven commodities, so I can't really beef with them releasing these albums Myth over is College Dropout. Made. Still, proven commodity. Like, Kanye I, was something different, bro. I actually bought that album. I, I regret it to this day. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was poor judgment. I didn't know, man. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it had the rock stamp of approval on it. And oh, these, these are all the albums they dropped before college dropout. It's just, dude, it's mind boggling to me how they were doing him. I'm surprised he even still rocked their chain, bro, how dirty they were doing him. But, yeah, but. He's, he, he, he showed an immense amount of loyalty for a long time for people who really tried to bury him. And, and the, I don't remember him ever really talking greasy about them like in public like that either. He didn't. I mean, he, he, he was always to, digging up the rock. He kind of had to play his position because he, you know, the album hadn't dropped yet. You know, he was, he was, he was, he had just got his foot in the door. But it's like, man, y'all were putting him on the back burner for Petey Crack? Really? Right, right. But even after the album dropped, like, I don't recall that ever being like the first sign of tension was when he did Big Brother. And that was what graduation. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was graduation. So, you know, and, and probably and, still trying to sun him the whole time after that. And and the the tragicness too. I thought it was kind of tragic, like seeing his deaf poetry jam performance, and like the whole tragedy of him not keeping his own counsel. You know, with the with mm-hmm. the particular um, rhyme that he did. You know, because he, I said this before, he started out as Anakin and he grew up to be Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like, now he's the biggest champion of Euro Trash brands, you know, and white women. So, um, <laughs> this is this is all facts. You know, and, and it's just one, one thing that's made very evident early on in episode one that's different now. Like, back then, he had a, he had a support group. A support mm-hmm. group of people he grew up with, other like-minded artists that could kind of, you know, that he could kind of bounce stuff off his mother, and you you snatch all that away from him and you put him up in the stratosphere where he can't get to none of these people no more. And it's like you kind of start to see like, okay, you you really start to see what's going on here, like like why he's so different, why he's changed. You know, his mother was such a grounded 
and grounding presence in his life and they, they just get that snatched away in addition to all the other people who are around like, and i include talib Kweli, most deaf in that uh jay ivy uh all those cats uh ryan fest um because they they're kind of like one minute they're cool next minute they're not they're there's always that back and forth with them too but the, but the but episode two man it may really and episode when it really makes you appreciate kanye's work ethic and how you got to be a little bit of a madman to do what he did because any other artist would have would have just slipped through the cracks That's you know what i mean it, bro you know i got this album recorded they not they not giving me money to make videos they're not giving me money to get in the studio and, and, and dude the rap game is 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 littered with the failed careers of rappers who got caught up in all the rare tape of their labels bad mm -hmm. judgment and and getting their album shelved and you know for him to have stayed so motivated you you really you really respect it man you know, in episode two, it ended on a cliffhanger a little bit. So what are y'all hoping to see from episode three? Hoping? <laughs> I know how All this right. turns out. This is this is a tragic ending. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> um, and I you know, we're going to see gonna some crazy. successes. My, so, my, bad, go ahead. my bad. This is going to be a breakneck speed. I'm not really looking forward to episode three. Yeah. Because they're going to try to compress a whole lot of story into a very short amount of time. This should have either been, you know, like a six or seven part series, or they should have picked up the pace of episode two. Yeah, I, I hope they bring back the crackhead from Leon's barbecue. Ain't gonna happen. They can, <laughs> don't know, we don't know where she at. But, uh, <laughs> like, you, that's 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 uh, <laughs> that's wishful thinking. Is she around in twenty twenty two? Can I have some change? Um, I <sighs> we know how this ends, man. We we know we we know where this is going. Um, they did. They were smart because <clears throat> they saved some victories. Uh, with uh, they they didn't touch on. <sighs> they gonna they gonna touch on it, but they didn't touch on um, lay registration, 808s, and heartbreaks. Um, that uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. They haven't touched on those areas yet. I would love to see that. They haven't touched on those areas yet, but they're going to. And his mother was there for part of that. And I I don't think Cootie has. She yeah, she was there for late registration and I want to say 808s. No. No, she was there for graduation. She died before 808s. Because remember he did the song. I think 808. Hey mama. But he did Hey Mama on graduation. She was still around. No, 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 no. I hey mama. Um, like the coldest winter ever or something like that. Right. But I thought that was because of, of his relationship with his girl, right? I thought uh -uh. they had broke up. That's how he got the 808 and heartbreak. Nah, it was his his mom. We'll, 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 fa we'll double check those facts, people. We'll right, get back to mom. you. Double check the facts. I knew what I said. Uh, it was a lot happening at once, but it was primarily because of his mother. Okay. I mean, you can see there's a there, there's the line of demarcation in his. He didn't work. really, he didn't really do commentary on his failed relationship till he did Twisted Dark Fantasy, which is the longest disc record ever to date. <laughs> like, it's a great one, though. Like, I, it really is. Like, I don't ever want to meet an Amber Rose dude because she, whatever she did to him, <laughs> hey, she can do it to me. She, she inspired was, the whole oh boy. album. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was down for him though. 
And you know what? You know what she did for him? She told him that these people not down for you. She literally said the people that you got in your circle right now are not, they're not truly down for you. And he was like, whatever. Go grow some hair and get out of my face. So <laughs> we, we, we know we know where this is going, man. It's it I there's really the only thing I can look forward I, I honestly I don't look forward to it. Am I gonna watch it? Yes. But I don't look forward to it. I, I wish I could say that this thing turns out to be a beautiful story where him and his mama, you know, their relationship grows. He 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 marries the girl of his dreams and they have kids and everything goes great. But that's that's not what happened, man. He, he started all. calling Trump his daddy. Um, he said slavery was was a choice. He's done a number of different things, made a number of different questionable decisions and i don't know how <clears throat> to be honest i don't know how they're going to portray him in this next one when he was talking at the beginning of the first uh the first episode he said that cootie has seven and a half hours of footage we've only seen four hours right my man got way more than that he has to he said he had seven and a half for Netflix to you. So I don't know. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, it, it was in the beginning. He said, my guy, Cootie, has seven and a half hours of footage, um, you know, for Netflix. But he was trying to work out, you know, what they were going to do. So maybe they scrubbed it and was like, okay, this is what we'll use. So we'll, we'll knock it down to three to three episodes. But, um, yeah, I'm... I'm not looking for. I'm not looking forward to this, man. I mean, not what, do you at think all. it's going to be a train wreck? Like, <laughs> well, it's just going to be sad. It's sad. The how you going to get around the stuff with it? You're not going to get around the stuff with his mom. You're going to see a you when you said you question his his mental stability. You're going to see that the, the breakdown. The yes, I don't want to see that. I don't. I That's don't, what I'm saying. I don't want to see it, but we're yeah, going to I'm, see it. I don't think, yeah, y'all gonna have to watch this for me and let me know then. It's like scary movie for me. <laughs> yeah, we might possibly see that unraveling and like. And the, I can't, the, I can't. The, 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 like, the actual physical unraveling of them. Because the thing about Kanye, yeah, Kanye, Kanye doesn't have any awareness. Yes. Like, he, he has no awareness of how he's looking socially. So in that moment, especially. Yeah, exactly. So he just, it's just, just going to see it cut. Like, just. Yeah, like, I ain't trying to see that, bro. I'm, bro, I'm way too bro, much of an empath in, in general. Man, me too. I me can't, too. I can't stomach that kind of stuff. I'll be then knock somebody out just to get the negative energy out of me. Don't worry, fellas. I'll watch it and I'll let oh, y'all know. I'll, Appreciate I'll it. it. I'll watch it too. <laughs> well, Appreciate it. Well, but hopefully they don't have the footage of him right after that uh that award show when she had passed away when he jumped on stage because he I heard he was going crazy at the uh, way he, the he after had a party. handful he had a handful of uh of Amber's cheeks in the in the in the red carpet. Yeah, I I don't want to see that footage. But no, they said he had been I drinking did. the whole the whole like from as soon as he woke up. He had been drinking, so right, right. He was gone. I want to see the tw- the behind the scenes joint with Taylor Swift. Like, I'd like to see what led up to that moment, and like, I want to see that. Like, yeah, because obviously Coot- Cootie was there. Now, this is this is what's amazing to me. Did he have his camera though? He always yeah, had his camera. The, it seemed like not at the Grammys though. They <laughs> weren't going. 
the amazing part to me though is that no, how, so many people that's on these that's on this footage have kept their mouths shut about it like you didn't hear nothing from Scarface nothing from Pharrell Williams Word. nothing from anybody This that's what's amazing to me like how has this been so long in the making or just kept a secret it's just amazing to me because you seem like it seems like Cootie would really want to get this or Ben have gotten this out so that he can make some money off of it but right. like it's this is like like I said um, this has high potential in swaying the vote uh, socially of on Kanye because in a good way or bad way? Which which way you? I don't even think that's what he's he's trying to do. I I think he's just trying to add context to the figure we see before us today. That's what I think he's trying to do. I don't think he's trying to sway us one way or the other because I don't know how this ends. Like I don't know if it ends on a bad note as far as their relationship with with him and Chike's relationship with Kanye because there's been stuff coming up in the news cycle about how Kanye was upset because they wouldn't give him the final say as to what footage to use and and they were kind of like nah this is our vision like we filmed all this like you know the the we're going to present the subject how we see fit so i don't i don't know where things stand with 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 them you know i don't know if things are on good terms or or what or or how the how the documentary is going to portray that so i'm kind of really anxious to see where they go with episode three yeah Here's, here's here's my thing bro when the security footage shows that you robbed the place you can't say oh man what kind what 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 are y'all gonna use with this footage how y'all gonna portray me negro you robbed the place you robbed the place <laughs> what you, you robbed what the place bro we, we yeah. can't, i can't make you look better you robbed the joint bro so i don't see it working out i don't see this being good i see this being i see this being ugly man i see a steady decline downward bro to like to the <laughs> abyss like i, I, I that's I, true I, but but ugly and ugly and no such and, thing ugly in an empathetic <laughs> way where people will feel feel for him like not yeah, in the point not in the you know because like i i've already softened towards him just looking at and i've only seen one episode it's like wow i really get to like see kanye before the unraveling and that you'll, you'll like the second one then you'll like the second one. yeah so but i get to see him before he really completely unraveled and then you see like the the sadness involved with his unraveling that kind of that kind of warms you up to him to some degree it's like oh i can see why this man well you know now i see why he acts the way he acts and as opposed to just dismissing him as somebody crazy it's like there's an emotional connection to it now i mean i don't know at what capacity but i'm just saying i think i think it's gonna sway some people's vote yeah i can see that and I, th- some I think people, the people not, who are it, it won't matter regardless, right? Because yeah, that, that might be true too. I, I think because all they got to do is say something crazy soft, again. You like say something, you say something crazy day, again. Yeah, the people who are who are sympathetic to him are going to be sympathetic to him, and the people who are like, man, f this dude, like they just going to dig the hills in further. That's correct, all, you know. But um, I yeah, I, I agree, Vince. It, it it does it does open up another you know layer to his character that you know we we didn't get before so that alone is cool to see you know and and you know i just like 
there's there's a lot about it. I, I already spoke on it. The archival footage and you know documenting the Chicago the Chicago hip hop scene. Yeah, and the big clothes. Yeah, and the, yeah, clothes. Yeah, and the clothes were so big. Why were they so big? <laughs> Here's, if I could, if I could add a little something to to Vince's point, and I agree with him, but it, while while it it may help you to not even see Kanye in a different light, just see another another layer of him you some stuff you can't forgive man and you you can't forget you know what i'm saying like dude has been he's been wilding like for real Mm -hmm. and i I don't i don't see that i don't see that changing regardless of what people have seen or heard off of this documentary like as it's that that's that's not gonna change but you'll be like you to see someone get to that point then you'll be like okay man like that's you know it, it, it he's really he's really in a bad spot right now and i think more than anything people will hope that he will come out of it some kind of way but i mean i don't know what that way would be but i think he'll he'll have more people hoping for him to be better hoping for him to find some kind of solace and I, I don't know. I, man. Think, I think a lot of that is selfishness, though. I think you're 100 percent accurate in that there are people who want that for him. And there is a subset of that group that want that, but not because they care whether Kanye is mentally healthy, but for their own selfish reasons so that they can either a get more or better music from him or b be comfortable enough with the person that Kanye had become to say that, okay, I could listen to his music again. Like it has more to do with their experience to Kanye or, or their connection to Kanye yeah. than any actual care for the person. I, and I think I fit that all category. Makes sense. I honestly think I fit in that category, Jamil. Cause I don't I don't I don't mess with his music anymore. Like I don't like the person he's become. I don't like his politics. Right. You know? Um and there's a part of me that's like, bro, you're a billionaire. Get some help. It'd be one thing if you were just un- Uncle Charlie living in my grandmother's house who's schizophrenic and, you know, you don't have access to, you know what I mean, the, the, the resources you need to get better. You, but you're a billionaire, dude. Get, 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 get your ish together. But I, I got I to gotta, I gotta cut it short because we do got to dive into our next segment. Greg, you gonna come back next week to discuss episode three? Yeah. Oh yeah, I could do that for sure. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's dive into our album face off for the night. Uh, tonight's album face off, man. I decided to put two outstanding albums from 1997 against each other. In one corner, I have Jay Z's In My Lifetime Volume One going up against Buster Rhymes When Disaster Strikes. Now, these were the sophomore albums for both these artists. Uh, Jay-Z's In My Lifetime, Volume 1, was released November 4th, 1997 on Def Jam Rockefeller Records, clocking in at 14 tracks in 58 minutes. Produced by DJ Premier, Buck Wild, Big Jazz, Polk and Tone, Stevie J, Teddy Riley, D-Dot, and Puffy. Then in the other corner, Buster Rhymes' second album, When Disaster Strikes, dropped September 16th, 1997 on Electra Records, clocking in at 18 tracks in 72 minutes. 
produced by DJ Scratch, The Uma, Rashad Smith, Easy Mo B, Rock Wilder, and many more. So, I'm going to give it up to you all between these two albums, Jay-Z's In My Lifetime and Busta Rhymes' When Disaster Strikes. Which one of these albums were y'all feeling more and why? Well, I'll go. Um, I actually say it's a tie. But if I if it had to be a tiebreaker, I'm going to say Busta. Um, revisiting both of them, it made me go right back to that year, man. Um, when I was really heavy into listening to to these New York rappers, man, because that's what was really out at the time. Um, Jay-Z was coming into his own. Like, you know, Jay-Z, he evolved his, his style almost every album until, I say, volume three. Volume three was when he had it figured all the way out. But he went from, you see how, you see how he like, slowed his pace down as he went through the album because he started off with the real real jibber jabber you know but yeah he had he, he he had those mixtures of uh that gangster type but that mafia type energy you know he, you know what i'm i hope you understand what i'm saying trying to yeah, say that, that mafioso style yeah and it was cool um but then you had Buster Rhymes. He added the goof. He added the goofiness, but also he had street, street um, influences in his his rhymes. Now, what I will say about Buster Rhymes' album in reference to Jay Z's is that I just don't believe Buster Rhymes as a gangster. It just don't. It just it's not as believable as when Jay Z raps. You know what I'm saying? I disagree. I I. I... I see Buster, I saw Buster Rhymes back then and even now. That Buster Rhymes that we got on this album, not so much as a gangster, but just a rough and tumble nigga. Like, you know, yeah, he ain't really down with no set or nothing like that, but it's like. Okay, yeah, not so much. But it's time gangster, to send it up. He'll send it up with you, you know? <laughs> I, I, I can see that because, you know, Jamaican, the Jamaican background and stuff too, but it's just to me. Like my perception of it, he was so he was so goofy on his um on his videos, like just the the uh, the thug talk just seemed more like he was making music than like really living it. But I mean the the, the beat the the songs that he wrote about it were, were dope. But like I you know I just had I, I had more fun with the Buster album, but I still say it's a tie. But I, I had more fun with the Buster album, like you know that. That buy a nickel bag song. Oh, that's one of my uh, favorites. Yeah, then, you know, <laughs> that's one of my always, favorites. Always got to do a skater song on it, you know. You always got to throw a little skater song. He had a nice little, little uh, ladies vibe songs he could play. Then you know what I call part two to um, uh, put your hands where my eyes can see the the delirious song. Oh, dangerous song. Dangerous. It's yeah. like part two, in my opinion. He, he always tried to do a song on every album that was similar to that because of how much success he got from it. But um, I really want to say it's a tie, but I would still give the nod to Buster. Okay, understood. Understood. Uh, Greg, did you get to check these albums out? And if so, which one were you feeling more? Uh. No, I didn't. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess he doesn't want to go off memory either. So, all right, Jamil, um, 
<laughs> you take it away. Well, I mean, you see my avatar, so you know what I'm rocking with this week. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I uh, I, I thought this was going to be busting a landslide. Um, Because I remember rocking this one like heavy, heavy, heavy. And I didn't really play in my lifetime. Uh, certainly not at the time. Like, I think the only Jay-Z song that I was really like rocking for real that like at that time would have been imaginary players and uh, where I'm from. But I went back and listened to, you know, the album in depth, obviously, and I'm like, okay. You know, this was um this was um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh not great is what I'm looking for. There's a whole lot of radio filler on here, man. Like when it's good, it's good, but when it's not, it just wasn't for me. Like the the trackmasters effect was in full effect here. Like you could you could see that Jay is talented, um, but he was definitely reaching for radio success. And for the, for it to start off like super super hard, and then drop the ball like really early on in the album with um oh what's the the, the joint with Black Street that I, I didn't really love that. Oh, and then City the, is mine. Yeah, like City is mine. It was okay, but it, I, yeah, it was it was a little too. Yeah, I, I, I never really cared for that either. Uh-uh. To the city. That's actually <laughs> one of my favorite tracks on the album. Nah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't the really way the me. way Jay Z rapped on that just seemed weird. To me. It always seemed weird. To me. Yeah, like the hook was fire, but I, I just I don't know. I didn't feel that one. The, the Lil Kim track I didn't really love like that. Um, but then, you know, he hit you with some 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 heat. You didn't like but you I didn't th- like I I I I like what boy I I know what boys like I know I know what oh girls god. like. Oh, oh man! Oh my, oh god. my god! Terrible! Terrible! If I could just add something real quick, uh, and I, and I I agree with Jamila. I, I I think Buster. I I enjoy Buster, but I love Jay Z. Don't get me wrong. But, but I didn't want to disrespect the review by because I I hadn't listened to both of them side by side in such a long time, um, and I love Jay Z, but I, I I didn't think Jay Z had his footing the way Busta had his footing. I think I think Busta was, was clear about <laughs> Busta was very clear about where he stood um, when he made this album. Also, quick note from the previous segment: uh, the the little girl that was rapping, her name was Young Steph. Young Steph, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yes. Q rash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we were really we're really itching to know that. <laughs> I, it was on my brain that I actually logged back into Netflix, fast forwarded to that part and found it. So I actually was worried about that. So I'm glad you cleared that up because it would have bugged me all night. Um Yeah, I think I think um when when in my lifetime was good, it was really good. But there was just too much filler for me. Um, I think even Jay-Z knows that. I think we talked about that recently, too, about him making comments about, you know, not wishing that he would have taken the album in the direction he wanted to instead of uh, essentially chasing after the charts. Because it's it's so transparent when it came through. With all of y'all still trying to defend that uh, always be my sunshine, I gave it a critical ear to make sure I wasn't tripping. 
And as usual, I was not. That song is terrible. And y'all not gonna convince me otherwise. It's not just the, the images. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a good song, and it was designed clearly for radio play. And maybe it accomplished that, but I really think it took away from the shining spots on the album, like rap game and crack game, and where I'm from. You must love me. Like those. Those are some some bangers. And you know, you really get an opportunity to to hear with how Jay Z could spit, and, and certainly the potential of what was to come. So with all that said, man, that Buster, although it had a, a skip or two here, here or there, like pretty much top to bottom, that album was 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 all flames. And there was nothing bigger than Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See to this day. Dude, that, that uh, everything remains raw. I mean, not everything remains raw. Um, rhymes galore. And we could take it outside. And matter of fact, I remember distinctly having the single for Dangerous on cassette, but also having, we could take it outside, I had the 12-inch on vinyl, and I wore that thing out. Oh, wow. Trying to trying to practice backspin um, with the with the Greg Nice vocals. Like, that was my, that was my cue that I was working on, and Pops did not enjoy me, uh, you know, messing with the equipment that I was explicitly told not to touch. <laughs> But yeah, I did I it anyway because I will believe that. Oh, but but they were mine. Like they weren't his records. He just didn't want me touching his equipment. I'm like, cool. I won't touch your equipment when you're home. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that busted, man. It was that was a great trip down memory lane for me. And I know I said at the top that I thought it was going to be busting a landslide, and it was. Like, <laughs> like these weren't even all that close for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So for myself, I, I know I've defended in my lifetime, in the past, because there are some really good deep album cuts on there. You you mentioned them, uh, Jamil. Like like you must love me. Um, a lucky me, I think is dope. Um, but ultimately, it it just didn't have the same. It didn't make the same statement as reasonable doubt and it, it just fell victim to the puffy influence you know mm-hmm. and as you put it chasing the radio hits you know puffy all in the video all <laughs> on the record dancing you know what i mean it was it was and it, it felt like such a missed opportunity because there are some good cuts on here even some mm-hmm. of the more fr- radio friendly stuff like um oh, the city is mine i think man records like that still hold up and but 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 it's like you said it's just too much filler and 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 the energy on the album is just very uh lopsided at times it's like yes. at times the energy is very busy and 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 you know high octane and then other times it's like it's just downright lethargic you know and because of the puffy influence like i always around this time i, I always put jay-z more in like the, the puffy lane of like the type of rappers you know he, he was like a puffy with skills in my book whereas like biggie was more of a lyrical gunner who was more dark and gritty you know and like people kind of i didn't understand like why are people comparing this dude to big like this dude is more of a puffy than a big to me that's just how i felt and albums like this was why i felt that way and overall the buster was just it was just more entertaining and yes had better production 
it was, yeah. it was just more my speed. You know, hip hop was in a weird place in 97 because we were it was the it was the aftermath of the East Coast, West Coast drama. And and both these records, honestly, let's just keep it a buck. We're part of the East Coast Renaissance in, in 97, 98, 99 era, where all the top MCs all of a sudden were from New York, were from New York again. You know, it, it just was what it was. And, you know, these albums were part of that 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 renaissance. You know, the bus that had better melodies, it had better hooks. Just his his energy was just super infectious. Whereas the Jay-Z was just, it was just laid back to the point where you feel like, yo, you're not even trying to impress me at times, you know? And, you know, you 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 go back and you dice down those lyrics and it's like, yeah, he he is kicking some some dope stuff here. But like, I don't know, the, the album just kind of was too uneven for me. Whereas the Busta, it kept up a sustained energy. You know, you had, you had Get High Tonight. You had that one, two, three punch and Get High Tonight turn it up which is a track i forgot about and then yeah. you had put your your hands where my eyes can see and then you had the flip mode tracks you had to track one with erica badu which i forgot about and it was just like oh man like he i, I walked away going like yo this this might have been buster's best album it's it's in the conversation you know i honestly felt that way and it's like when i got done listening to these I was like, okay, I, I, I heard the Jay-Z. I know what tracks I like, what tracks I don't like. Whereas with the Busta, I was like, man, run this back again. You know, just had one of the best three-part intros I, I had heard too. So for that reason, I am giving the edge to the Busta Rhymes, the, the When Disaster Strikes. So um, let's go ahead. Let's cap off this episode. We got a, a two-hour show tonight, man. Let's go ahead and cap off this episode like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping, where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping for the past week or so. Vince, man, what you been bumping? Um... Not a lot. I was I was more so trying to get prepared for that uh that event I had put together in Chicago. So I didn't do a lot of a lot of uh listening to music. I was actually doing some recording of music too, so uh I didn't really get to listen to a lot, but I do always have my regulars, like jo- uh, Johnny P's caddy. That is Almost my alarm clock, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> right now. Um, I was listening to uh, Jaheen and Avant, believe it or not. I got to that bag a little bit. Then I went, I, I listened to some Diggy Simmons, believe it or not. <laughs> All that uh, past presents future mixtape. No, just well, I mean, just random songs because you know, okay. Diggy, in my opinion, Dicky Simmons is actually a, a, a really nice artist, yeah. Um, but you know, I guess he didn't take off maybe the way he would have liked to, but you know, he can make some decent music. Um, Charles Hamilton, listening to him, 
But then that's about it. I wasn't I I wasn't in my bag a lot with music. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Greg, man, this week, man, what you been bumping? Uh I wasn't planning to be a part of this segment either, but you know, how I, I I'll give a stab at it. Uh I was I mean, well, you know, I DJ, so I was preparing some stuff with some uh Cuban jazz. Uh so that's what I was listening to for the most part. This has been a time of like singles, which is disconcerting, man. I, I I'm an album person. I want to hear your you know your whole your full thoughts, but mm-hmm. everybody's dropping singles right now. And then the person who I who I didn't think should have dropped an album <laughs> put together a whole spectacle for Donda too. So um, <laughs> it's it's been a little brutal for albums. Um, but I think Griselda just dropped an album. I need to check it out. I'm, I'm behind. Conway. Was that Conway? Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, I, I'm, I, like I say, I'm behind on that. Um, I, you know, like he said, Johnny Peace Caddy. I mean, what, what else? What else should be said about that? Um, stop, stop doing features for YG. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> And just really, honestly, man, I just been I've been waiting to be inspired, man. Just been waiting to be inspired. There, there's some if you get if you get an opportunity that there, there are some beats on Donda Two that are like I'm be okay. Donda Two gives me, and I've said this before, it, it gives me just listen. It it gives me eight oh eights and heartbreaks and. A little bit of college dropout and and uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy vibes, vibes with the beats, and then some of the some of the chances that he takes where he's just singing for the whole track, like but really expressing himself. It's one thing about Kanye, I'll always give him man. Like if he can articulate it, he's gonna he he's gonna give it to you, and I appreciate that. Um, I don't always enjoy it. It's not always entertaining, but I, I appreciate what he does. So, yeah, not not really listening to much right now. I, I I'm looking for I'm looking for that that Kendrick. I don't know what he's holding right. on to it for. Just give it to oh, us already. I figured that was gonna drop right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I oh. hope that it would, but. He wasn't ready. He didn't even do recipe. We, I, I don't know if y'all talked about that already. But there was no reason to not do the recipe at the Super Bowl. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. You know, the NFL wasn't going for that one, though. But why not? You in Cali. Women, weed, and weather? Come on, man. That's Cali. You can't say weed on TV. But it say something else. I mean, when he did all right, he 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 used some other word. I don't know what he said. I am shocked that he did that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I guess he had to make a choice. Is he the all right or the recipe? He probably picked all right. But yeah, that, that's all I got, man. I, I I wish I could say I've been listening to more, but it's really been uh, like Cuban, a lot of Cuban jazz, some singles, and some. Uh, and some Latin jazz. If y'all if y'all don't if y'all don't listen to Cuban and Latin jazz, just sit down, fix yourself a drink. You know what I'm saying? Relax. 
kick your shoes off, throw on some some Tito Puente, throw on some uh, some. Uh, I, I could give you, I could give you a bunch of names, but just just <laughs> look, just, just do that, okay? Just go on Spotify, <laughs> look up. Pull you up a little cachaça, you know. Yeah, there you go. Try you some plantains. Yeah, just kick back. Just kick back, baby. Enjoy yourself. Indeed, indeed. All right, Jamil. <laughs> Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Uh, I was bumping that uh, J Live Champion Sound. Uh, I, I think after listening to the, the I mean, reading over the Dilla list, I, um, I want to hear some of that. I uh, also was checking out uh, this cat named Curtis Harding, um, album called If Words Were Flowers. It was just on a random occurrence, it was super, super dope. Like it sounds real analog, like some old 70s, like real soulful. Uh, I, I can't even really call it R&B because it doesn't quite feel like that. Um, you'll just have to listen to it. It's it's it, it was a really really good listen. I'm I'm happy to have kind of stumbled across that. Uh, also bumping that uh, Conway the Machine, God don't make mistakes. Uh, Lil Wayne once again, ain't, he is not missing with his feature game lately. That's what I keep hearing. And and shout out to Jill Scott. I. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised to hear her rap. I, I did not expect it. Um, and she killed it. I can't even quote the verse. But yeah, I, uh, I did get a chance to check that out. Jill Scott got all kinds of gifts. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wake up for that. <laughs> like, is there, is, there, is there anything that this woman can do? You know? Yeah. I'm not going to... Check my microphone. Check the... I'm going to get into the <laughs> microphone checker. Microphone check. Check one, check two. <laughs> and then randomly, uh, because I refuse to listen to College Dropout, I just defiantly would not do that. Because I felt like that's what everybody was doing after watching the Kanye joint. Um, so I listened to the Why Do Fools Fall in Love soundtrack. <laughs> Some jams on that man. It was it was a mostly uh, Timberland produced project. Took it back to '98 on that one. And a little nostalgic with it. So yeah, I was kind of all over the place with this. I see. I see. All right. Uh, like many others, myself, I this week I did go back and bump College Dropout. Um, watching that documentary, man, I just you know it reignited my my you know love for that album and and i decided to just you know throw it on and go down memory lane again um i also was bumping the roots undone mm. and i was bumping sci High to prince black history project two uh still holds up definitely some bangers on there and i was bumping what else did I? oh common one day it'll all make sense um yeah, I just I, I I don't know why this time of year I usually just like to rock that album from from beginning to end. But uh, but yeah, that was all I've been bumping. Uh, Jamil, you got any ab- album anniversaries for us? 
tough, man. I went all the way back to 87 and not <laughs> nothing really of, 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 of note. Okay, well, we ain't going to force it then. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't going to force it. But, gentlemen, I thank you for carving out some time tonight. I think this is our longest show ever um, that we just, just recorded. Um, Greg, I look forward to you coming back next week so we could uh, discuss in full the, the, the Kanye documentary and give it our final grade and um and i again i thank you gentlemen for copping on and with that i bid y'all adieu and i'm gonna say peace 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 okay okay yeah there comes a time and you say shot city shot city shot city girl when I was three years old and what I love most she had so much soul she said excuse me little homie I know you don't know me but my name is Wendy and I like to blow trees and from that point I never blow her off niggas come from out of town I like to show her off they like to act tough she like to tone them off and make them straighten up their hat cause she know they soft and when I grew up she showed me how to go downtown and at night time my face lit up so astounding I told her in my heart is where she always be she never mess with entertainers cause they always leave she said it felt like they walked and drove on me Knew I was gang affiliated, got on TV and told on me I guess that's why last winter she got so cold on me She said, yeah, keep making that, keep making that platinum and gold for me Sometimes I still talk to her, but when I talk to her, it always seems like she talking about me. She said you left your kids, and they just like you. They wanna rap and make soul beats just like you, but they just not you. And I just got through talking about what niggas trying to do, just not new. Now everybody got the game figured out all wrong. I guess you never know what you got till it's gone. I guess that's why me and I can come back home. And guess when I heard that? When I was back home, every interview I'm representing you, making you proud. Reach for the stars. So if you fall, you land on a cloud Jump in the crowd Sparking lighters, wave them around If you don't know by now I'm talking about shot town Do you think about me now and then? Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again Maybe do you remember when Fireworks in Lake Michigan
Yeah, with Jay Dilla, man, it was Jay Dilla is one of the greatest musicians I ever met, greatest creators I ever met. You know, I would go to Detroit all the time just with Jay. It would be go, I'd be going to make music, but it would became just like a family thing where we would go to the Mongolian barbecue and eat. We go to Dave and Buster's and you know play games and then we go to the movies together. Then dudes taught me to go in the strip club. I, you know, I ain't no strip clubs type of cat really to be honest. You know, I ain't the one that want to put money up for a girl, you dig? But we went up to the strip club, had a good time, you know, it was like, Jay was that, he was a balanced dude, but he'd come get me in the Range Rover and be going to make some super artistic music. So he kind of had the balance. The way that, the, the stuff that I think Kanye captured by saying, yo, I'm gonna get this money and I'm conscious. JD had that in his soul, he just, didn't talk, well he did talk about, he rapped about that stuff too, like rapped about, look my chain swing, you know, he be snapping man, he, he one of the best. Ever.